Hello, fitness candor freaks. I'm still working on, an, on a real intro. We are joined today by my good friend, um, J.D. Markham. He is the part owner of... Hi, guys. Hello. Part owner of CrossFit Y'all in Florence. Correct? That is correct. <laughs> there's that There's that voice. There's that radio voice. Um, I've, known, I've known J.D. for probably what... Um, Five minutes. Yeah, no. I just I walked in like here, JD. Yeah, let's go in the back. <laughs> no, we known each other for about four four years, I guess yeah, three and a half four years. Yeah. It's been a while. I met JD when um, I first moved to Cincinnati about a year later, and I was still looking for that that place to to do part time personal training, and I walked by a very lonely looking Urban Active in. Where what part of town was that on? It's uh it far, far east it's end. East end of Cincinnati, uh, like the Lunkin Airport, Mount Washington area. It's, yeah, it was like their original, their original gym. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that one. Eighteen thousand square feet of huge. It was yeah, huge. Yeah, it was great. It was a great gym. It, um, yeah, it was totally a lifting gym, and it was a good little community. And I'm, I'm, I miss. You know, I, that, those are some of my favorite days. It was fun in that in that, in that gym. And I wasn't there for very long. No, but and neither. I mean, I didn't know you in that position very long either. Right. So I came in. Um, there there's somebody else there. You were director, right? You came in. So there was there was a different director there, and he interviewed me and just asked me my my background and all that all that jazz. And literally, like the next week, I get a call, and somebody I can't. It was a. Uh, very big, big African American guy. I can't remember the guy's Doug name. Hall. Doug Hall. That's him. Doug Huge. Hall. I liked him. Yeah. He was like, you know, so and so has been let go due to X, Y, and Z. JD Markham's going to be in. Because it's urban you know, active. Coming in. Yeah, we all the time. So I go in. Uh, JD's there. We meet and we hit it off right away. We have a lot of the same philosophies um, as far as strength training goes. And I, I only had a handful of clients. I was doing my full time thing with uh, corporate fitness work still. And I. There was only what there's me, there was you, and there was, I can't remember there's there somebody. A, what was uh, the other person's name? There was a kid named Dustin. Dustin, that's right, and that was basically it, right? Yeah. Trainer was. I think there was there was Arjuna. That's right. There was Arjuna. I never saw him though. And he was he he had a very small it so, um, that was my first that was my first um, official job in the fitness industry. Um, I um, I left the corporate sales um, food, food processing. Um, I worked for a company that made uh, cutting tools for the meat processing industry, so it was a, a, something that I wasn't passionate about. And just based on my life experience, um, it was uh, it was a good thing, and I really don't regret it. So, um, how did how did you come from? That because you have a military background. That's correct. The military background. That's that's what I remember most about when we first met because it was it seemed to translate pretty my, pretty across the board with your my clients. My military training was primarily medical, um, and that was my job. And um, I was an EMT in in on my duty stations when I was at the hospital, and I was stationed with Marine Corps units, and I basically became a. a combat paramedic okay um, for lack of a better I guess description um, and you know that that readiness capacity that 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 
that that that feedback. Um, Sorry, folks. That um, you know the the Marine Corps is an elite fighting force, and their their physical readiness um, they have very high standards. Yeah. And um, I learned a lot, not just about how to take care of injury, and, but how to how to take care of the body. Um, long story short, after I got out, um, I went to school and studied biology and I, mm-hmm. I was kind of passionate about it, but not really passionate about it. Um, I, I've always enjoyed working out and I've always enjoyed the, the camaraderie of the military. That was, that was a huge thing. Um, so, you know, everybody kind of helps each other and there's a lot of, you know, you're in the gym or you're on a, you're on a force march or you're whatever it is you're doing, you're on mission, there's always somebody there pushing you. And um, when you're in the gym by yourself, it's not really the same thing. Right, yeah. So um, I got into the business world, and I think um, just trying to, you know, well, I was chasing money, really. Yeah, yeah. And uh, making a consolation for happiness. And my parents got sick. Um, my mother, my mother became terminally ill, um, in 2003 and, um, during, during my educational bid in, in Wisconsin and eating lots of cheese, <laughs> uh, cause it's everywhere. You, know, it's <laughs> you can't, you can't get away yeah, with it. it. Um, so I, I went from, you know, a 195 pound you know, military fighting weight to, uh, 270 when I moved back here to take care of my mom. And when I laid her to rest, I was over 300 and I smoked two packs a day and, you know, I drank heavily and I ate cheeseburgers a lot and, um, just wasn't in a very healthy place. And, um, her passing was the epiphany point for me to, to get my, to get my, my own physical life back together. And it was through that transformation that there's a transference that happens, that the physical strength helps and lends to a, a mental strength and a spiritual strength. And, um, you know, I, I, um, I'm kind of a social, I like to go out and meet people yeah. and, uh, I like to party. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, uh, so I just, you know, my friends would just kind of notice the transformation and the change. And I, I became, you know, that guy, Yeah. you know, well, what do I do here and how do I do this? And it, it seems like, let's go ask JD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, life, I think you, I think life tends to lead you down the path that you're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to pay attention. They're different. Like it gives you different paths. Yeah. Whenever you go down, whichever path yeah. you choose yeah. is going. There's going to be different. It's like a choose your own adventure book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't. I didn't have to fight the dragon. Well, so. sometimes you can't but, go back. And, right. Yeah. Right. Well, you kind of did fight a dragon. Yeah. You I guess did. So. You, I guess so. You kind of came out the yeah. the hero of your own your own book. That's that's a that is. I never really? looked at that. But that's yeah. actually. A, you chose a different path, but you you kept going. And, you get stuck uh, in the forest. No. In Zelda. Right, Link. Um, so, I um, 
I was afforded the opportunity. I just I was I was tired of working in the in the office and and just the the whole all the crap of of corporate life and um, had an opportunity to go work for Urban Active and as a training director. Now me being kind of naive to the fitness industry, I didn't understand the dynamics of the commercial gyms versus the mom and pop gyms and, you know, the little training. So is that where you started? You, you jumped right in as a director? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, jumped wow. right in Before as a being a, a trainer? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And That's pretty heavy. It is. Um, but you take the, the love of training people and the sales background, mm. and that's really what the director's role is. Okay, yeah. Uh, and at that level, I was, it was really the best of both worlds because I got to manage the department and provide, you know, guidance and, and wisdom and, and, you know, just generally, I mean, I'm, I, it was, I made that gym my gym. Yeah. I mean, that, that was. Um, I, I remember. You had a specific tasks of things you wanted to accomplish and be known for yeah. and kind of, you know, separate yourself from the other, uh, and I know some other train directors that are fine, that are great. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Flynn, yeah. he started out and he, yeah. you know, kind of stuck to st- uh, step back and he's an awesome trainer yeah. and yeah. that's what he does today yeah. too. So some people just, I think that, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but you kind of almost had that same, that same trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, Urban Active did what Urban Active did, and um, I was I was able to turn that department around and um, do a lot of the things that I wanted to do, um, and that caught the eye of people above my boss, mm-hmm. and then they moved me to another gym, and I did the whole you know I did the whole thing all over again, and mm-hmm. um, and then my dad died. I remember and. Um, that was that was pretty much the the beginning of the the caterpillar is turning into a butterfly. I don't want to have anything to do with. Um, I didn't want to have anything to, after he passed away. I didn't want anything to do with the sales process. Um, I became. Was it because was it because like you had to spend so much more time in one spot than? I really loved training, and. Mm-hmm. I really, I take pride in, in being able to deliver the product that I say I'm going to deliver. Problem with a large, and this might be a little like a military control issue thing, maybe, I don't know. Acid testing, um, LSD. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 that was CIA. Oh. And, um, but there's a year I don't remember. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um <laughs> So, uh, it's, it, it, the sales process became ugly Yeah, and there were consolations that were made and it it felt slimy Yeah, and I just, I didn't want to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of helping someone become better the best version of themselves. Yeah. Um, and then I stepped down and became a trainer mm-hmm. and moved out here to Florence and became the, the head trainer at, at this big gym and um, experienced a lot of success as their head trainer. Um, had like 14 trainers under me. Um, I mean, it, I was 
ridiculously busy. Um, and all the stuff that I've done, all the, 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 the way that I train, um, kind of a military feel, lots of, um, high intensity interval training, which mm-hmm. is now called something else that's very trendy, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and weightlifting and, and running. And it's a, you know, it's a combination of different modalities. Um, that's just, I was doing what I knew and learned over in, at the new location. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and did it with a, with a pretty big mouth and, um, <laughs> people I think seem to either enjoy the show or, um, and, and or enjoyed the training, and I know that, that my supervisors had a lot of success selling that as a, hey, that's what you're going to get. Like that that energy, yeah. that drive. that Because yeah. when you're training in a place like that, you are truly in, and well, this is what they feed you at least. You're truly, you're in a quote-unquote fishbowl. Mm-hmm. You're right in the middle of everybody. You want to be in the middle of everybody. If you, you know, if you want to be successful in that kind of gym, you have to be in the middle of and make make a little noise. You got to make a little bit of noise and and make everybody notice what you're doing. But make sure you're doing it correctly without yeah. any, you know. Yeah. Not that anybody else would know if you're doing anything incorrectly. No, but people but. people do take notice. And some of the, some of the athletes that are here in this gym with us now took notice of that I was the only trainer that would stop and ask you to it, it, you're. I'm going to correct you. Now let's do it like this. Yeah. I'm going to cue that person the right way. Um, rather than just let it than Yeah. Do five, and... yeah, do that. And then just walk, you know, look at their phone and, and, and try to, you know, pick up some girl on the, you know, the elliptical because <laughs> that never happened. Um, and, um, it's important. It's important that, um, if you're going to take the time and dedicate that part of your life to exercise, yeah. then it's important that you do it right. Right. Otherwise, you're just spinning wheels. You're wasting time. You're training yourself to to be improper, Absolutely. physically improper. Absolutely. If you if you have improper form, if you have improper technique, you know, it's just like, well, I'm still doing the motion. No, you're training. You've taught your CNS to do something completely exactly, wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the it's more going you to remember wrong, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Yeah, that's true. So, um, you know the. And it starts with like, you know, and I know you probably see this with, you know, if you've trained like high school athletes and they, they, they've been taught to squat above parallel and their knees are really close or they've got a, you know, they've got a valgus fault. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got no external rotation of their, of their, of their femurs. They just, they can't, they can't functionally correctly squat. And right. it's because they've never been taught. They've never had somebody go, no, 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 stop. Now do it like this. Right. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, they get thrown into this little gym. With a bunch of other 16, 17 year olds on the Smith machine. who, yeah, who have, who have been doing, doing it wrong for four years themselves with a football coach who doesn't know. Right. And for people who, who aren't familiar with the term, uh, vagus and valgus is when your knees are going in and, and pushing out on certain movements. So that's, that's a trend all the way up, all the way up the line. If you yeah. haven't been coached properly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one day when I was at, <laughs> one day when I was at when I was at Urban uh, in Hyde Park, no, no, I was at, um, I was at Skytop, and I was, um, I was researching because I'm kind of an owl like that, you know, and um, 
I was looking up power cleans or squat cleans or something, and because um, I had I had never done any of the Olympic lifting um, components while I was in the military. That's just not something that that we did. And so anyway, um, I came across this link to CrossFit. Started reading about it. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of this is a lot of what I already do. This is, and this guy that this Glassman, he's a genius. A little bit gruff, but he's a genius. Overweight and beat up, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it happens to all of us, man. So just <laughs> you just wait. You just wait. Um, Forty is not nice. I'm just waiting for fifty. Um, so I found this workout called Cindy. Which, you know, sounds, you know, innocuously simple. Oh, yeah. Five pull-ups, ten push-ups. Well, first it sounds like it's a girl's name, so you're right. like, well, Yeah, okay. I, I'm going to crush this. And, I mean, the Marine Corpsman in me goes, pull-ups, push-ups, I got this. Air squats, easy. You know, and I'm running, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fit. And, you're super fit. And um, I got my butt handed to me. And I got a runner's high off a 20-minute workout. Yeah. And... That, I mean, that just hit, I mean, my head just, okay, I got to get my head around this. And then I started implementing little bits and pieces with my clients and they started getting results faster. This was when I went to Florence and I had a 64 year old man who was on two cardiac meds, come off cardiac meds in five months, just with proper training and guiding him to eat right. Yeah. And letting his body heal. Were you? But were you, impl- you? You weren't necessarily saying, "Hey, let's go do CrossFit." Right. Okay. I couldn't. Okay. Right. I was, I was CrossFit certified at the time. I was a CrossFit certified trainer, which means, well, not not a whole lot, really. I mean, the, right. the certification process is a two day thing. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't really, honestly, give you anything other than permission to go into a box. And well. Yeah. And practice your trade. Right. Learn how to teach people. Well, you have to have that in order to even, like, open a, a box or a gym. That is one of the requirements. Okay. Uh, that is one of the, requ- the requirements. Um, I think that there needs to be some more stringent requirements on that. And, and we can get I into that. completely agree. Yeah, yeah. We, we can get into that in a minute. Um, but the – and, and let's, be, let's be completely honest. That, that's some more feedback. Tarot? Uh, we're just we're shaving, also, guys. So, <laughs> you know, gotta multitask. Um, Sorry. So, look, I mean, Greg Glassman took high intensity interval training. Still trying to figure stuff out, people. Sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. And take two. So Greg Glassman. Greg Glassman took. High intensity interval training, and and made it new, and that and that's not a new concept. Right. Plyometrics is not a new concept. Vershansky, right? Mm-hmm. Super training. Um, Olympic, I mean Russian and Romanian strength methods are not new. All of the stuff that we do in CrossFit isn't new. It's decades, 70, 80 years of science, old. Yeah. Um, I think it's great that it's revitalized weightlifting in the United States because we've kind of sucked at that since the 50s. Um, 
and and barbell training is a lot of fun. However, um, going back to the original, what we were talking about, being a level one certified trainer, yeah, just you should be able, you should have to go to a box with somebody who has background as a certified trainer, or you've got some kind of either paper and life or combination of experience about training human beings mm-hmm. so that you can be taught how to train because being a coach, being a trainer is a, is a learned skill and it's not some it's, it's just because you go take a test yep. doesn't mean that you know Dick or, or four or five, six years of, of schooling. Right. That's the same thing. Right. You should have that background is great, but it doesn't mean you're going to be able to communicate anything right at all. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that eventually led to me leaving urban active, um, mm-hmm. taking some of my clientele with me, which they weren't really happy about, nah, No, you know, <laughs> whatever. And, um, went to go work for a CrossFit box and became their head programmer and head trainer. And, um, that lasted for about six months as we were planning on opening this. Oh, okay. What, what, where did you go before? Is it, or is it kind of a combo of what, what no, you're in now? No, so I, I, I uh, through Facebook, I, um, I met a gentleman. I had formed a relationship with a guy named Rich Voss, and he owned CrossFit Hustle. Okay, okay yeah, I'm familiar okay. with that, yeah. And so I, I, Rich had just started, and I was, you know, this trainer that was bringing like 30 people with him. I do remember this. You know? I do remember talking to you about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. And um, so he's like six months into his business. Mm-hmm. Here I come with 30 members. Boom sauce. You know, he's really happy to have me. Right. Um, but as the as that, <laughs> as that time transpires, um, we, you know, m- my theory, my the way I train and what I believe and what I think is important, um, we didn't mesh. I remember you talking about that, yeah. And um, for he was happy for a little while yeah. until things started getting like super serious. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like. And then, uh, you know, he's he believed that you know the future of CrossFit is going to be all team sports, and and he was right. That's coming, but. There was a conflict between his training theory and my training theory, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't want to take my clientele and put them through that. Yeah. Um, so, um, my probably one of my my greatest clients, and when I say greatest, and guys, let me just say that for for the trainers that are listening, um, you you know you know that one you've got those five people that that just absolutely buy into you mesh and it's just it's mm-hmm. it's it's the reason that you are a trainer right and um, he took every single like bit of information and knowledge and and, and 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 just was a sponge and did his own research and educated himself and um, the things that you always hope that your clients will do right yeah you know yeah. hey check this out hey look at this post hey read this hey Here's a recipe. Or come to you and say, hey, I found this. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. So seeking out different yeah. different avenues. Yeah. Um, which, in, which in turn pressures you to become better. better. Yeah. Um, 
So we decided to open CrossFit Y'all. Okay. So that brings us up to date. Yeah, and then you guys have so you, from then to now, you said you've been open for what year and a half ish. Uh, I been, thought it was a lot longer than we, that. For we've some been reason. we've been in this location a year and a half. We've been okay. open since we've been an affiliate since March of eleven. Okay. Twelve. Eleven. Since March. Since March. Since a <laughs> since, since a March. March. Since a March past, past a decade. Yeah. It's been here for um, a while. <laughs> uh, and you have since, how many? And how many trainers? How many? How many members? What, uh, uh, we are about ninety, between eighty-five and ninety folks. Okay. We, you know, we, we we gain a few, lose a few. Of course, that happens. happens. Yeah. Um, there's three trainers: myself, um, Brian, my business partner. Um, and then Galen, my, my partner, okay. my life partner. Um, and I'm, I'm the head coach. I, I coach probably 80% of the classes. Okay. Um, and was it all group training style for people who don't know about CrossFit? Is it all group training? Is there a one-on-one personalization or is there how so many walks into the gym and go? How's it? Okay. So, um, <laughs> Typically, I'll get. Um, oh, I'm interested in CrossFit because I hear it's okay. So yeah. uh, I won't put people unless unl- unless I can determine that they have done some training before. Any kind of if they've lifted weights or have done. I'm gonna. I'll check out your. Uh, let me sh- let me see your squat. Okay. I'll have people test out if they if somebody comes to me and says, Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Okay, show me. Okay. Show me you know what you're doing, and yeah. if I think you, that if I agree with you, then yeah, I'll let you into group classes. Okay. If not, depending on where that person is on their you know on their learning curve, yeah, you know if you've got a motor moron, you can't. Well, well, it's true. That's exactly that's that's yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, I mean, that might not be politically correct to say, but um, who cares? If you're in the biz, yeah. <laughs> if you're in the know, <laughs> right. This is what we say. <laughs> yeah. Um, if 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 you have somebody who has never done anything athletic before in their entire life, yeah, they haven't trained those those CNS pathways. They don't know how to move right, and it, you know it looks like two puppies fighting under a blanket. Um, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's a push up. No, it's not. Oh, sorry. Um, so for those individuals that that require a little more individual attention or they might be freaked out because it's a group class and they're intimidated because of yeah. all the monsters and the club, you know, those monsters have only been here for three months, but, um, perception is reality. Um, we do a fundamentals class. So okay. uh, once we, somebody comes in, let's say you're brand new. Um, I'm going to have you go through a workout called baseline, okay. which is, um, it's a 500 meter row. It's 40 air squats, 30 setups, 20 pushups, 10 pull-ups or ring rows. And through that, it lets me see how you move, how well you move, where your energy systems are, uh, kind of where your mental toughness is, uh-huh. um, and I can make a decision based on that. Okay, do we need to spend some time in fundamentals? Have you ever deadlifted before? No. Okay. Well, we need to work with some PVC for a month. Yeah. Before we put a, you know, probably two weeks before I put a bar in your hand, um, and. You know, if they're an experienced lifter or they've come from another box or, or you know, um, like the guy that's out here training right now that's, you know, he's done strongman yeah. and squatted 600 and whatever he did, 605 or 
something. A lot. A lot. A car. Yeah. A yeah. Fiat. Yeah. yeah. A smart car, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put them through a fundamental. Okay. I would just, for someone like that, I would have, here's some individualized programming mm-hmm. okay. for your sport. He's a, if he's a competitive strongman, he needs the right kind of training. Right, the right yeah. Kind of Completely separate from... Now, what if somebody comes? So somebody comes in who um, who's heard of CrossFit. Let's say I'm just going to throw somebody out, like a Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes in. She's 45 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, she has some, let's, let's just say, cardiac issues. Okay. Don't be specific. She comes in, but she's you know um, not seen a doctor in a while. But she hasn't been cleared to exercise that you know of, uh, which are the kind of people that I see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You know, not all of them. Right. But a select few have very uh, hip replacements, knee replacements, those kind of things. Someone like that comes to you and says, I'm interested in CrossFit. What happens next? If they haven't been cleared, then they need to get cleared. Right. Um, for something as serious as a cardiac, yeah. uh, get some, go get checked out Okay. first. They come back and they get okay. If they're and then... cleared, then we start the baby step process. Okay. We still go to baseline. Yep. Um, I'm not going to put the gas pedal on them. I'm just, you know what? You're going to do this as fast as you can. If you feel lightheaded, dizzy, if you vomit, if you pass out, well, I'll figure that out. Um, if you're feeling weird, let me know. Um, the problem that I see with, and, and, and the affiliate model being the way it is, you, they, they can do this. You can't, it is not, ethically responsible hmm. to take someone you know nothing about and throw them into a group class. Absolutely. Hey, we're doing Fran today. Okay. Have fun. Well, 45-year-old mother of three with a hip replacement can't do a 65-pound thruster. Right. Can't do pull-ups. Probably can't do a, probably can't squat right. Mm-mm. Probably can't walk probably, right. No. Probably can't. Probably doesn't do anything right, but, yeah. but you know, um, and when you know things that happen on the you know on the metabolic side of the body those 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 mechanisms inside us that are they're going to tell us to hey stop doing what you're doing or I'm going to put you down yeah um hyponatremia yeah rhabdomyolysis which is a, that's like a that's like a we can get to this later yeah. but that's like a big rad yeah 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 crossfit yeah. rhabdo <laughs> um you know we can definitely get into that but anyway um, it is important to baby step these people and my hardest, my, my hardest thing to do and biggest responsibility as a coach is to put the reins on people mm-hmm. because everybody wants to do what everybody is doing in class. Sure. We are a social creature. We want to be included and we might get a Facebook pic post and we'll get, you know, like 27 likes on it. And that's, you know, that's important which is horseshit. Um, I completely horseshit. agree. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, and, and it's hard to get people to understand why. Yeah. You know, well, why can't I do this? Well, because if you put 200 pounds on your back, it will, it will bend you in half. Yeah. You, you'll break your back. Um, um, that's a tough, that's a tough thing to do. It you is. know, I, I'm not trying to crush dreams, but I'm, I'm trying to, sustain longevity because you know as a trainer you know when somebody gets hurt mm-hmm. 
we all go into a really weird, we have our own unique little, you know, hell that we go into when we're hurt. There's, you know, we get depressed and we don't talk to people and we eat bad and, um, and then you don't come to the gym yeah. and then you do that for so long that habit's gone. Yeah. That, and that's probably a very high percentage of people who do that. You get, you got the select few who know just because they have, say, um, you know, a sprained ankle or something, they can still come. They can do like an upper body workout or mm-hmm. something like that. But for the most part, it may be an excuse for somebody or it may be they just don't know. They're like, oh, crap. Well, I, I can't keep up with so-and-so or I can't do what I'm able to do before. So I'm, I'm done. That's yeah. it. And they fall into yeah. that pit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is – you're talking about – when you talk – when you say CrossFit, there's, there's two aspects of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. There's CrossFit training. Mm-hmm. And there's CrossFit, the sport. Yeah, right. Yeah. And everybody, because of the popularity that it's receiving now, mm-hmm. CrossFit, the sport, is huge. And, you know, the the reservations that I hear from people about starting CrossFit is, well, I can't do what I see on the CrossFit games. They don't understand periodization. Right. Periodization is, yeah. is part of that building up to... And more than likely, you're not ever going to do something like you, you no. see those freaks of you're nature do. one and a half percent of the people. Yeah. Those guys are freaks. Yeah. Another thing that I, that I am, people ask me about CrossFit all the time, and I honestly look. You, he, here's my here are my opinions. Um, I I periodize one way. I do workout programs a, a, a certain way. Mm-hmm. Most of it for for me, it's this the exact same principles. And I've talked about this in my previous podcast, so I apologize. It sounds like I'm harping and beating a stick or whatever, but there are. There are proven exercise principles that that work for everyone, mm-hmm. and you can change the intensity. You can change the you know the, the control of the, the exercise. Yada yada Apparatus. yada. Right, the whole nine yards. But the the proven principles always remain the same. So for me, when somebody says, "Well, why do they do this and then that? Why are they doing a deadlift and they do a pull up?" I, I don't I don't know, because to me, what I would do is somebody does a a pull up then to me, the opposite muscle group or the opposite range of motion needs to be worked. So we might do an incline chest press. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that makes sense sure. to me. Sure. So I, sure. the whole methodology, and I've tried looking it up, and I've actually, I might have something on here somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but it's super old, about how CrossFit coaches, CrossFit trainers program. So to keep everything in line, to keep the body, because obviously you, you, you want to have, you don't want to have over-dominant quads. Right. And super weak hamstrings, right. you're, you're gonna you're gonna snap your knee in half. Right. So how do you keep that from happening? How do you how do you keep everything symmetrical and uniform? Well, that's a good question. Um, so programming is um, programming is a really hard thing to do. It is, yeah. Um, it's a really hard thing to do. It's very difficult as a trainer when you've got ninety clients. Yep. And you're programming for each one of those people. It's everybody's unique, you know, biomechanical puzzle. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when when I'm programming a, you know, the month, and I program a month out, um, I, for a long time, I programmed by Braille. Okay. Okay. You know what that means? Like, it, it just it, <laughs> close your eyes and start touching people. No. <laughs> well. No, I, I I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, not no. Um, by feel. Oh yeah. Okay. By feel. Right, yeah. Just programming by feel. Um, well, it's, like, it's part of that first workout experience. Yeah. 
the the whole okay so the, the concept of constantly varied let's look at let's look at crossfit first crossfit is just a conjugate system okay it's a it's a group of if you look at the core movements there's uh, i don't know 40 some odd different exercises that you put together in any random combination and you repeatedly retest those things from time to time. Okay. It's like West Side. West Side okay. Barbell, yeah. Um, problem is, let me, let me, let me time out for this real, real good time. For those of you who don't know, I feel like somebody, some, we should explain West Side Barbell. If you don't know, we're not going to get really depth into it. Just Google West Side Barbell if you're really that into it and just go on from there. It's, it's so you don't have to. It's powerlifting. It's Louis Simmons. Um, and there, there's some great. Uh, this is the great backstory behind Louie and his journey, and um, it's legitimate stuff. If you're talking about producing speed and power, it is on the I mean, it's it's on point. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I would for the first I don't know year, um, and when I was at Hustle and when we first opened, I would program just kind of how I felt and watching how the people were moving and feeling and responding but i would never i would never and i think a lot of it's just common sense too like i don't want to have my my community come in and do like max effort back squat or max effort front squat or max effort overhead squat where the cns is going to need a couple of days to recover from that and that's a central nervous system right Um, um, the central nervous system will need a couple of days to recover from mm -hmm. that. Um, you can't go heavy and then go heavy. Right. And then go heavy. Hard, hard. Drill, you drill yourself you into the ground that. every I mean, time. We're not, we're not training Navy SEALs. But I think that's what people think, yeah. though, right? Yeah. That's what people Absolutely. think. They we think we're going to go in every, every single time. No. I'm going to throw up when I walk in the door. No. no. That is absolutely not the that's not the point of good solid training in general a, a, anywhere right um you know oh i was just i was just gonna say that when we're talking about the cns when you're talking about the central nervous system people maybe people don't know but it's you're not only taxing your muscles you're taxing literally your central nervous system is taking taking a brunt so when you take a break and say when your coach or your trainer says hey you, you need today tomorrow's a rest day Somebody said, well, I'm going to come in tomorrow and do another workout. We could program that way, but it's going to be very specific. But you need to rest yes. every – your digestion, yes. your digestional tract takes a brunt, takes a beating. Your lungs take a beating. And it's not just because you're breathing hard. Literally, your physiological makeup is being changed. Mm -hmm. so, that, so that's what we're talking about when, when, we're, when we're saying – you know, your CNS is taking it. That's number one to, to consider. And, of course, your muscles change also. But um, You literally change your DNA. I mean, you, you, you change your genetic switching. The lifestyle that you live will trigger whatever is hidden in your genes. So if you live a lifestyle, my mother, God rest her soul, she didn't eat well. She mm -hmm. didn't exercise. Yeah. She was a smoker. Um, she was predisposed to liver disease and and got the one of the rarest forms of cirrhosis without being a drinker yeah known to medical science so um you know had she exercised and and eaten well and done all the things that then maybe the outcome would have been different i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. um 
So anyway, back to the programming. So back to programming. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. So the little ah, uh, that's all right here. Uh, ooh, shiny. <laughs> um, so a, a lot of common sense. A um, lot of um, uh, just common sense. Listening and watching and being really in touch with the people that I was training, um, and. So you're, 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 you're kind of asking how do we avoid injury and how do we avoid accommodation? Yeah, because when, when somebody comes in to me, I already know what we're going to do, right? And I'm sure you do too. But what I'm saying is like, I know that when a new person comes in, regardless, we're going to go through a push-pull motion, upper body, lower body. All right, we're going to work some diagonal motions also. We're going to work adductors and mm -hmm. abductors. Mm -hmm. So I, I, can, I know for sure that we're going to do a – a chest press followed by a mid row, get some blade retraction. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to do a lower body push, a lower body pull, whether it's leg extension, leg curl, mm -hmm. maybe on a, a physio ball, maybe on a machine. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go back up to upper body mm -hmm. and we're going to go incline chest press, some type barbell, manual exercise, mm -hmm. um, dumbbell, whatever it is. And then go to some kind of pull down, overhand, underhand pull up, uh, resist a band. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go back down and we'll do another type. So we're still overloading the body enough, but we're progressing it. But we're making sure I hit every single per every, every single muscle group, at least two times, at minimum two times. Um, if I could take somebody to failure, I want them to go to failure every time. Yeah. Not everybody needs to do that though. Not everybody, not everybody can. Not right. everybody should. Right. But if I can get you to go to failure, awesome. But on the flip side of that, during that, let's say the first workout, during that first workout, you, you're going to see where we need to work. Are we going to spend like an entire hour working on some, how, like a, how somebody squats? No. If they can't go all the way down without their knees, Vegas, going valgus, valgus or Vegas, what we'll do is I'm going to shorten the range of motion. Right? So there's already a plan in place. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shorten the range of motion. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to practice until you get this right. Mm -hmm. so, when, so when they come back the next time, they kind of know what to expect. Right? So we're going to hit those same muscle groups in a different way, different modalities, different exercises, different pace maybe. Um, but when somebody comes into CrossFit, is it, is it, they, they go through like the, your, uh, is, is, is it fair to call it like an on-ramp program? On-ramp or fundamentals. Fundamentals. Yeah, I like fundamentals. fundamentals. So they, they go through that and then are they going to be set up to do the, the next crazy work? Sorry, not crazy workout. The next like you intense say, workout. You can say it crazy. It's the fine. next intense workout. Um, once somebody has a grasp of the fundamental movements, uh -huh. A squat and okay. how to and how to squat, be it uh, an air squat or a body weight squat. Yep. Um, as long as their lumbar curve is in place and their mm -hmm. and, and their spine is you know as vertical as possible and they're not bending at their hips like right face to right, floor. You know we're we're um, um, you know weights in the heel, uh, hip creases below the top of the knee, mm -hmm. um, and everybody's got you know flexibility issues or whatever. So there's there's consolations. Yep. I'm I'm not going to have somebody you know just try to hit depth and then have them blow out their lumbar curve just to hit depth. Yeah. If their hamstrings are super tight and it's tilting the pelvis in, mm -hmm. that's bad. Yeah. So, um, so that's something you, you could work on throughout the course of training. Yeah. Okay. And as, for example, uh, I've got a gentleman that's, that's training here and he's been here two months and he is, uh, Troy is a 20 year air force veteran. He's a pararescue. He's got 200 and something saves to his career. Wow. 
So when a pilot goes down or a seal gets lost or, you know, some real high speed asset gets, you know, captured, they're the guys that go in and get them. That's, that's great. Yeah. That, he's, that's that's yeah. amazing. He was a prisoner of war um, in Desert Storm and he's been to the killing fields in Bosnia. So um, we got out of the service. He got fat, dumb, and happy because that's what we sure. we're going to do. <laughs> and um, so... He's made significant progress in the last two months. The guy's 52. Okay. Right? Um, today, he squatted 325 pounds. Um, he ran his first mile in, oh, I don't know, since he's been out of the service. It was a 1955 mile. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, it's a 52-year-old man that... Just getting back into getting, exercise. Getting his body remembers. I mean, you take all of those. You take all of those years of training. It's still there. Mm -hmm. It's just we're he's he's getting leaner. Mm -hmm. He's watching what he eats. He's becoming healthier and fitter. Um, and I'm super proud of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So we actually from from listening to what you say and how you diagnose and prescribe for your individual clients there is crossfit is is or crossfit training is just a general broad prescription um instead of because we only have x amount of time in mm -hmm. a class right um what's going to give the most bang for the buck and this will i think help answer the programming question um we do compound movements mm -hmm. um we don't do a lot of isolation stuff um I think that um, when a sculptor is making a, a sculpture, they start with giant blocks of clay and they start making, the, and that's that's kind of what I see go on with barbell training. We're doing our compound movements. We're using the body as it should be used. We're using um, muscle recruitment patterns that the body already knows how to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, we make a big emphasis on mobility yeah. and there, you know, again, every every single box is different, and they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Okay, that's the important thing people need to realize that 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 each box has its own flavor. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you're going to look at doing CrossFit, then you need to go and check out a couple of boxes, and you need to really get in and ask that person or whoever's in charge of that box, you know, what's your background? Mm -hmm. um, and what's your philosophy? Yeah. How are you going to train me? I yeah. mean, um, Somebody starts out, they're my grandmother, and I'm going to treat them like they're my grandmother until I think it's time to take one of the training wheels off the bike, and then the other training wheel is going to come off the bike, and then they're going to be riding around by themselves, and I'm still going to be watching. Yeah. Um, and then pretty soon, that that transference happens. They become physically, mentally confident, competent in movements, and then they start growing, um, which is really what we want. For all of our clients is is spiritual you know mental you know total you know growth um and uh, we want to see them progress and become better versions of themselves um what has changed over the last <clears throat> you know two and a half years um year and a half two whatever um, in May, uh, yeah, March, <laughs> March. Okay, um, is I've I've implemented a limited conjugate or limited west side 
methodology to the strength piece. Mm -hmm. So we'll do max effort days and we'll do speed days. Okay. Um, and that's, everybody wants that bigger deadlift, that bigger squat or that bigger overhead press. Um, <clears throat> but for those of you who know, you can't, you can't move heavyweight quickly unless you've trained it. It's impossible to try to take a 400 pound squat and make it move really fast if you've never learned how to squat fast. Yeah. So you can only you can only teach speed if you're doing it at moderate weight. Again, we're talking about training the central nervous system to perform the movement faster. Yeah. Um, if you go to a box where everybody gets lumped into a class and there is no training, and if you're not using a barbell or you're not doing a, a, a named wad, it's not CrossFit and it's not sexy, um, which pisses me off. Um, that's where people it just it, that's where people get hurt, and that's what gives CrossFit a bad name. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've been incorporating, um, for example. Um, on a deadlift, if somebody can break the weight off the ground, a conventional Olympic style deadlift where, okay. where it's going to lead into a clean jerk or, or snatch. Um, if they can break the weight off the ground, but they can't get it past their knees. Yeah. That's a sticking point. It's the same thing with a bench press or well, you know, yeah, almost or any movement, any movement, you're going to have a sticking point where you haven't taught muscle recruitment pattern or you just haven't, you haven't got enough motor units involved or you're just not ready for that weight. And um, so you take that weight down and you add a little bit of, uh, of uh, what, what's called AR, uh, accommodating resistance. Yeah. Um, so we do band work. Okay. And this is straight out of Westside, man. We do band work. We do chain work. Um, anything and everything to, I mean, change the apparatus, change the bar, um, just vary it as much as possible so the stimulus changes the body never hits accommodation you never you never stop PRing and and what i see PR is i'm sorry it's personal a, record a personal record yeah. a personal best so you know a week ago we did front squats and Troy did a 200 and you know the same pararescue guy he did a, a 215 pound front squat and he comes in today, and he's got a 300-and-something-odd-pound back squat, mm -hmm. which, you know, percentage-wise is about right. Um, you know, usually it's like a 70, 70%. Like quad and hamstring yeah. split. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, that kind of that kind of leads me actually into something I want to talk about also. Okay. Well, well it, it's along the same lines. It, is it... So I like to tell people, you know, well, I have clients that ask me, hey, why are we, why are we going there next? I have a definitive answer. Here's why. You know, why are we doing, why are we going to um, a push-up now? Well, because we did some kind of midline row. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's mm -hmm. somewhere in the workout mm -hmm. we're going to hit that or we have already hit it. Mm -hmm. is, is CrossFit, I, I, I tell people it's not, it's not randomized movements. Nothing that we are going to do is randomized. And they know that. So they, it's not like they know what to expect. So I'm going to change the repetitions on them. 
which some people get mad about. I'm sorry. I know we go to like 15 a lot. I might have you go to 20. I apologize. We're going to go beyond that point. I want to take a person, and Joel said it perfectly in a last podcast, the owner of Mission 5 Fitness. He said, I'm going to take a person 10 feet. The next time, I want to take them 12 feet. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in, in, in that aspect, in that little uh, box, what is why is it so important to be so randomized? Because I, I, I feel like it is it just random movements? Is it just, okay, we're going to deadlift here, and then we're going to go sprint, and then we're going to come back and do what? And why? Uh, let me give you a really, a really, and this is going to sound cheesy, but the point of CrossFit, or CrossFit training, is to be prepared for the unknown and the unknowable. Okay. And I'm, I'm quoting Glassman. Um, you don't know what life will throw at you. Okay. You just don't. You may have to. You're out driving. You get into a car accident. You're in the middle of nowhere. You may have to carry that person. You're, let's say you're in the middle of nowhere and you've got no bars of reception on your cell phone. Right. Oh, what do you do? Damn, I have AT&T. Right. right. <laughs> Wish I had Verizon. God, cricket. Um, you know, uh, the movie 127 Days or whatever, with Ryan Reynolds like cut his own foot off to get out of the crevice and the you know and he's yeah man. So. You really don't, and I know that's just like the farthest fetched, yeah. like that's no way. All I do, I walk two blocks to work, I, you know. Um, you don't know what life will ask you to do, and life won't give you any heads up. It'll just happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I try to reinforce that. When people ask me, well, why do we do these things the way we do? Because life is constantly varied. Life is unknown and unknowable, and it, it's... It's not a, it's not a, a, you know, a boxed, you know, response. It's a, I believe that there is the, there is magic in that, that some days you may have to, you know, do a, you know, 315 pound deadlift and then go run a mile and okay. do it multiple times as fast as you can. Or some days you might have to do, you know, a handstand push up every minute on the minute until you can't go anymore, adding a handstand push-up every minute. Right. Um, so, yeah, did that answer your question? Yeah, it did. Um, or did I leave a... Did no, I leave no, no, a no, no, you didn't. Because the one thing that I, I know for sure, and I'm sure you can agree with me on this, is that one thing that every single person needs and must... It doesn't matter how young or how old, everyone should be strong. Mm. Absolutely. Everyone needs to be strong. Absolutely. And I think, I think we just, especially now when, you know, we're not going to get attacked by a lion. Right. Uh, most of us won't. Right. 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 Okay. Right. Right. But, so we're, you know, training speed, training agility, I think it is awesome. It's good in certain, in certain aspects. Um, you know, if CrossFit is one of them, great. If, if you're into one sport, great. I do think there is certain types of training for for both of those, oh, for sure. one thing that is a must for any kind of training is strong. If you're not yes. strong, you know, th and that's what we want. We want people to have as much lean muscle as possible. So I think that you know, starting with that, like like you said, you know, barbell training. I, I don't do a, a ton with barbell. I, just you know, select client base maybe depending on the person. Maybe it's the same here. You start off with something, but you're gonna progress to it. But I feel like you know, if if someone can't do this, is why. I'm in favor of machines, and I've kind of changed my stance over time. Um, if someone can't do 
a, a bench press or a push up. You know, I it, it's very very awkward motion. You know, we'll take them to a chest press and just maybe go through that range of motion, mm-hmm. build that first. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, it, it's just a different different. Of course, it's a different type of training, but that that station the the one thing that's going to be true is we're going to get stronger. Yes. So yeah. no matter how that happens, would you agree that I mean that's that is the most that is the most important. If you're, if you're talking about the t- like the ten tenets of general physical preparedness: strength, stamina, cardiorespiratory endurance, flexibility, speed, power, accuracy, agility, balance, um, coordination. Life demands us to be all of those things. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, if you're not strong, you're not coordinated, and you and you try to pack up your house and move it. How does that work out? Yeah. You feel like you've been hit by a truck for a week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've got a young lady that she's been training for since January. She's down. She's in, and she's overweight, and um, she's never been athletic. Mm-hmm. And she was. I mean, I, I've got the text message on my phone. Um, without providing a whole lot of reception problems with the uh, yeah, that's quality. Yeah, um, of my of my uh, awesome setup here. No, it's great. I love it. Um, so things I realized today. I'll wait until you complete. There you go. Things I realized today. One, I haven't uh, had to tape my ankle in about two weeks. Uh, prone to sprained ankle. And, you know, you, you sprain it, you're going to be constantly prone to re-injuring that tissue. All the time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I didn't get my annual February-April sinus infection bronchitis, uh, uh, you know, celebration this year. Um, even though the people I work with are constantly sick, sick. And it's been almost three and a half months since I've randomly fallen down. Um we want people to be stronger, but when, when, and how that translates to the quality of their life. Well, that sounds to me like that's an improvement in someone's quality of life. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and, um, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and quote Mark Ripto. You know, str- uh, strong people are, um, harder to kill than weak <laughs> people and more useful in general. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, so, yeah, I agree with you. 100%. There was there was another a quote that's really funny, um, and and true. I, I love it. Uh, Greg, oh, who's uh, Rob Wolf's sidekick? Greg Everett. Greg Everett yeah. said, "What do you say? Something like um, there comes a moment in life where being pretty isn't enough. You have to be useful." <laughs> yeah. So th- those kind of yeah. attributes, I think, where people where people need and are a must. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as those are being delivered in a safe and effectful and, and effective and a way that makes sense, then, you know, all for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a couple of people ask me because I'm, I'm not a, I don't understand enough about CrossFit in general. Just like I, I told you, the things that I, I'm curious about. And that's why I think when I first told people like, hey, I'm going to go talk to my buddy JD about CrossFit. And I was like, oh, go, go get him. I'm like, well, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah right. Like, oh, go, go get him. Like, get, get on him. And that's not, that's not my point. My right. point is to educate people. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to stick to my, to my, my training philosophies. You're going to stick to your training philosophies. 
every trainer needs to have philosophies. If you don't yeah. have philosophy, yeah. and I, I harped on this last episode, you have as a trainer, you don't you don't have anything. Right. If you can't tell somebody this is why I do what we do, then you should probably you look for you another can't job. Spit it out. That, that's actually one of the first things that we talked about when we were in Skytop. That was that was one of our first pieces of our conversation. Oh, if somebody like stumbles yeah. over, yeah, like, uh, bit, uh, then you don't know what the hell you're talking. Yeah, about. You don't know what you're doing. You're full of shit. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna move on now. Yeah, find a different trainer. Um, yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah, think back a little bit. Um, the CrossFit is, if you take Olympic weightlifting and someone who has the skill set of a novice. Olympic weightlifter. So we're talking about three to five years of of training to become competent in those in the clean and jerk and snatch, and all of the barbell movements to get to that point. And you take someone who is a novice gymnast, um, and you take someone who's a novice, and, and we're talking about three to five years of training to become okay good there, um, and a runner, a short distance runner sprint athlete and it takes a couple of years to become a good sprinter you take those three individuals and put them into one person what do you got you've got someone who is strong has muscular stamina has endurance their cardiorespiratory response is awesome they're obviously flexible because you have to you have to have that flexibility to have that strength um, and prevent injury. Um, coordination, agility, balance, all of those things. You, you get a level of fitness that is superior to a specialized way of training. And because we are, in essence, humans, very we're generalists, mm-hmm. that that leads. That, that tends to be more in our wheelhouse. That's that is really what is best. Now I'm not saying that that if you're a baseball player, the CrossFit's going to make you a better baseball player. Right. It's to- that's different. Just uh, just like saying to a football player, um, you know, this power clean, or snatch, or jerk, whatever you're going to do, is directly translate to playing football because it doesn't. Correct. It does not. Right. It does not. Um, helping that individual build strength and generate speed and power will help them in their sport. Right. But we're not, you know, and I've got some, I've got some young track athletes that I'm trying to develop hip speed, hip power, so that they can throw shot and discus further. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't teach them how to throw a discus because I don't, yeah, I don't know how to do that. That's a different skill. Um, so that's really, that's really what CrossFit is. It is, it's a very general way to elicit the most effective and, and I think the most profound training response in the client. Um, somebody can't do a, I mean, if they can't, uh, if you can't perform a front lever or a back lever on the bar mm-hmm. or on the rings, well, a plank works just as well. Okay. You know, Putting somebody in, a, in an arch body or a hollow body position on the floor works just as well. It's actually, and, and what I see is, you know, when I program things like that, hollow rocks, arches, 
um, bead swings, um, little teeny gymnastics components. People, they don't get it until they finally start putting these movements together. Oh, oh, now I understand why you were putting these things in. Aha moment. Yeah, they yeah. have that, that oh. Um, and again, it's just, it goes right back to me putting reins on people. Right. Um, and, think, and not figuratively. I mean, not, 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 not literally, you know. That's what that dark yeah. room's for. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I feel like. Fifty Shades of CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a book. Write it down. Write it down. Um, I think we're going a little over, so I'm kind of going to wrap things up, right? Just a, a couple closing things. I feel like there's, um, a lot of misconceptions about CrossFit. Um, you know, some that are clear, some that are unclear. I still have a lot of questions myself. There's some things I agree with that I don't agree with, but there's stuff that people don't agree with with regular training that mm -hmm. other people do. So that's mm -hmm. totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I do think that one thing I want to touch on um, is is the things that you say that CrossFit does. I feel like also um, any trainer should be able to do absolutely in in. A controlled in a controlled way. Absolutely. The way I train somebody, as long as they are healthy enough to perform the activities, they should be able to increase their stamina, increase their their balance, increase their agility, mm -hmm. the power, the strength. It's just in a different way. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's the pro that's the programming. It doesn't side make of it wrong. It just makes it different. Yeah, it's different. Um, I'll, let me see. I I think we you and I hit on. Uh, I hope that didn't just cut off. Thank you and I hit on and everything. Where one more thing, I, and I, I put this last. Where where do you hope to see not just CrossFit y'all, but where do you hope to see CrossFit go? Where do you hope to see um, to see it in the future? I hope that um, I hope first of all that you know my gym, Brian and my gym. I hope that it it we continue to have the same organic growth that we've had since we've opened, and we've grown. Slowly but steadily. Good. Um, obviously, as a business person, I'd like to see a bigger gym and more members, and you know, you know, bigger facility and mm -hmm. all of those things, and and more coaches, and and you know, that would allow me to go off and do some other things that I want to get done. Sure. Um, but if I have to, if I have to stay and man the man the ship and make sure that it's it's, you know. The problem with hiring coaches is you don't always know what you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, anyway, um, continued growth, um, both in 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 the business and with everybody that's that's training here in this community. Um, and as far as where I think where I'd like to see CrossFit go, um, there is a. I think that that Rich was right. I think that there is a big team component that is that is burgeoning, and it's going to make its you know its way to the scene here in a couple of years. I think that individual competition is always going to be there, but if we look at you know you you can go watch two guys fight, you yeah. know, in a boxing match or you know a, a you know cage match or whatever, but um, I don't know how long, I could be wrong, um, how long I would, you know, people are going to go want to see, you know, two guys do, um, you know, Fran against each other. Good, right. Good point. But if you're looking at a team of individuals competing in an endurance event, which, well, I mean, that's kind of like football. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to turn into a team sport. Um, there's already professional leagues. Yeah. Um, 
not only young young athletes but over 40 athletes and and that's the draw right now the the 20 somethings you know that's the money maker you know rich froning and and, and sam briggs and i'm sorry if i use your name and i need to pay some money rich um so uh with you. <laughs> um but uh you know there's some really amazing you know 40 year old and 50 year old and 60 year old athletes that you know while they're not they're not going to be rich froning they're still amazing athletes in their own right problem is nobody wants to go see old people work out I mean, sure that's <laughs> yeah do you this actually i know we're trying to close it up here yeah. but do you think this is something like yourself you know you're you even said something about your age earlier is this something that people are going to be able to carry with them injury free for a long time if they're smart i mean um remaining injury free is a there are things that have to be done on both ends of the relationship mm -hmm. the programming has to be solid yeah there's got you, you've got to have heavy days and light days you've got to have i firmly believe of rest days and I build them into the training week. I don't take a rest day. And I tell people that if I think you're overtraining or I just, if I say go home, yeah, go home. That's it. You're done. That's it. You're done. You're not training. Um, they've got to, the, the programming has got to be competent. It's got to be on point as best possible. And the athlete has to have, proper recovery practices okay. in place. You have to drink enough water. You have to have your electrolytes in the right place. You sleep. have to have the sleep. Food. You, if food. And and sleep and water, probably electrolytes, those are the three biggest ones. I mean, we can work without food. We can work without food for weeks. But you, your electrolytes get off balance. That's not good. Yeah. You know, your sodium gets out of whack. Um, you don't sleep at all. Yeah, you don't sleep. You get crappy sleep. Yeah, you... you I mean, you know, anybody that's listening that has a child, you know, and, and yeah. you know, they're up at three o'clock in the morning because they're hungry and you've got, you know, you're in your train in the morning. Don't expect to hit a PR. Yeah. Don't, don't expect, you know, outstanding performance out of your body when you're, you know, running on fumes. Yeah. Um, you can certainly train to that. But then again, we're talking specialized training. And yeah, that's not optimal no, probably. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, and, and that, that has to be communicated and frequently because people, again, like to, you know, the, the version of themselves gets, I want to do more. I want to do more. Sure. I want to do more. I'm getting stronger. Well, okay, hold on. Did you sleep enough? Did you eat enough? Did you drink enough? You know, um, just keeping an open line of communication with your clients, um, just like you do mm -hmm. that that is i think i got off track it's a key well it's just yeah. a key for just the the eight the you know the, the aging oh the the aging client well i was thinking you know it's, it's funny i was thinking about this and um i'm 44 years old yeah uh i've got a 475 pound back squat uh, i've got a 385 pound front squat i deadlift 500 pounds uh i've got a 215 pound press um my, my Olympic lifts aren't as big because I don't have enough time. I'm still learning those. Okay. Um, you know, 215-pound clean, 
Uh, I got a hundred uh, hundred eighty-five pound snatch. Um, and my my metabolic conditioning is well, running a box by yourself and being the only coach it takes a toll. But anyway, yeah, tons, you know, yeah. yeah. So, um, but I wouldn't be able to do the lifts that I do, and remain injury free if I didn't take priority have my sleep and nutrition and, and food be priority that's I mean I, I don't have a social life because um, I'm at the box it's in here it's here yeah and when I go home I'm sleeping right because if I go without sleep and I come in and I try to squat I'm, or take care of clients or take care of clients yeah. or whatever it, it, it's gonna go bad yeah. period so, so it can, I mean, it just, the, it can be done. You can't continue this training as long as you're, cause I, in my mind, I see, I just see like, you know, somebody going, going, going. Then all of a sudden one day a trainer just says, well, I'm sorry, man, you know, you're, I, I just don't want to see anybody like getting pushed to the back, to the back of the bus, mm-hmm. you know, and have all of the, yeah. the studs yeah. up front. Yeah. And then all of these people just kind of fall behind and flush out the door. But if, but what you're saying is if it's, program properly those people should stay around for a long time which they should yeah unless they move or of course with know, the other circumstances but yeah right. i mean it, it's 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 just as a trainer and and i'm always going to be a trainer in my heart um you have a client for life yeah you should absolutely um and you know i still get you know i got guys that are you know in 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 the marine corps now that are still you know hey you know what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So, yeah. um, thank you for um, inviting me to, you know, absolutely, come man. And talk with you. Absolutely, no, it's my seriously my pleasure. It's been, it really has been too long. I really do appreciate it, man. We'll do it again soon yeah, too. Man. Absolutely. Um, anyway, people, hope you liked the episode. My battery on my computer is about to die, and I think we've gone over a little bit. So, my bad. Um, if you want to support this podcast, help us get better equipment that doesn't uh, have feedback, go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com. Use the code word capacity and um, help me out a little bit, all right? Best uh, on supplements, and that coupon code never expires. All right, man, I'm out. See you. Live from CrossFit Y'all, right? CrossFit Y'all? CrossFit Y'all. CrossFit Y'all. All right, see you. See you.